127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, yo, yo! What is up, podcast crew? Yeah? Good morning, sunshine. Uh, Good morning, pumpkin. Good morning, pumpkin. Pumpkin. We ain't in that season no more. So when when does that season end? Oh, we're gonna get into this, aren't we? As soon as Thanksgiving's over, it becomes thought, Christmas. I thought I don't we were think gonna... there's an end date. I think they just merge. Pumpkin season merge. and Christmas mm-hmm. merge. Yeah, so they merge, and then pumpkin season just drops off because then it's Christmas because that is a superior season. When does no, Christmas I think, starts? I think this is the this is the question. Are you all Christmas music listeners? Yes. Okay. When Not is, religiously. When, when when do you start? I think everybody goes through a like a week. I would say a day or two of Christmas music in the summer. I think it just yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. You not heard everybody. Me. No, he's I, onto something here. I don't. What? I think a lot what? of people do. I don't, but a lot of people do, and I've realized this. But then after we, I think it's like more of a family thing because after Thanksgiving we we set up our tree, and while we're setting up our tree, we start playing Christmas music, and I feel like as soon as Thanksgiving ends, Christmas music starts. Getting blasted through the radios, getting blasted on Sunday mornings in group life or Sunday nights. Christmas music. Oh, yeah, we uh, do. I forgot about dude, that. Dude, the past like three or four weeks I, or three weeks has been up. Christmas rap music. Walked trap in, music. Walked into the Grunt Monkey setting up and your brother started playing like the Oak Ridge Boys Christmas. Dude, that's all we listened to. Wow, that, was, pain, that, that was painful. Dude, it's, it's phenomenal. Painful. What's this summer Christmas thing, though? I don't, yeah, the, I don't know. I've like never heard Christmas of this. Christmas in July. No. Like a week where they you just feel it. deprived and then Hallmark, your little dose of Hallmark and started. I blame Hallmark. That's wild. Because they have the Christmas in July. Because mm-hmm. my mom like just mass records them. If you go on our YouTube TV and go to like our library, it's just all Hallmark movies. Miss Taylor. Dude, she loves those Hallmark movies. Hmm. I miss that one. Y'all remember sitting in New York in the dorms in Isom? Looked over and our boy, our boy Hoppy. I wonder if he's listening oh, to the podcast. Oh no, shot! Dude, he <laughs> forgot about this. Luke sleeps like he's dead, um, and not like re- he's completely still, but his legs are crossed and his arms are crossed on his chest, and yep. he's there. And he had his it is uh, noise canceling headphones on. It's these are like, like big, like these are like over the ear, over the sort of like what we're wearing right now yeah. in the plus some. They were wild looking. and so Zach is. Uh, we were both on bottom bunks, and Zach's on the other side of the room. I could see him. And so we started yelling back and forth about it was like it was like me, Hoppy, John. Yeah. So we're like yeah. Hoppy, and it was going back and forth. Hoppy, Hoppy, trying to get his attention, talking through him. And eventually, he kind of like opened one eye and just side looked at us. And went, hey, what are you listening to? He pulled his headphones off and goes, "Huh, Christmas music," and put them back on. It was July fourth. We're like Christmas music. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I didn't even... It wouldn't have been the thing that I would have searched for if I was like, hey, oh, I, yeah. need, I need some calming music. He did, though. He did. Gotta give it to him. I don't even think that registered for me. That I, was listening. I, I don't know what was more funny, the way that he was sleeping and woke up and responded to us, yeah. or if that the fact he was listening to Christmas music. There was music. just a lot of things that happened on that trip that... Probably stay in New over, York. Yeah, stay in New York and <laughs> overlook yeah. that like one little incident with Hoppy. Yeah. That's where Hoppy got his name. Mm-hmm. That's true. Man, beautiful he, name. He didn't like it at the beginning. I remember that. That was that was the season of Stranger Things. What's the guy's name again? I've, I'm blanking. Hoppy? Luke? 
No. From Stranger Things? From Stranger Things, that sounds I've similar. never seen it. Uh, it's the cop guy. What? Huh? Uh, what is his name? Oh, dude. Did you watch Stranger Things, Susanna? Oh, no. Oh, my word. I watched, at all? At all. I've never seen it. So I'm I've much more of a Reese fan. If Reese listens to <laughs> it. Oh, okay. Here it is. <laughs> if Reese listens to this, she's going to be mad at me. It's Hopper. Hopper, that's what it was. So Hopper? I was... Yes. So I was watching it during around this time, and yeah. Hopkins, Hopper, Hoppy, and so that's that's where I went with that one. Yeah. And so now I love still, it. I thought he started hopping around like the Easter Bunny, and it just stuck. Um, I know it's a little more foundational than that. Dude, that be that would be honestly that would be funnier. I think. If we had a video of that, if he was if he started Hoppy. hopping when he was chasing me, I'd have been scared. <laughs> You would have given up. I would have just curled up in a ball. Curled up on a ball on the side of a New York street. Curled up on the ball. On the ball. On the side. In a ball. On the side of a street. I don't know. Well, speaking of peaceful music, peaceful times, we're talking about prayer today. (laughs) There's this transition. There it is. That was good. Thank you. I actually. I'm I'm not good at these. Is it a good good transition if you have to to talk about it? No. Did did somebody ask this question or is this like, hey, we're dropping, this is the spiritual development thought? This is just the spiritual development thought. Okay. Um, I know there's, I feel like I get a lot of questions yeah. about just this general idea. Um, more so the practical side, not so much the understanding side of it, of just like, how do I, how do I improve it? How do I okay. spice things up a little bit? So we're going to cover. Are you like a prayer team trainer or something? No. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> That's going to be a bad look for me when people listen to this and impact. No. I'm not. It's a great look. Yeah. So we're talking about prayer. Yeah. I think we'll just start off with what is a definition of prayer? What is prayer? Did you look it up over there, Webster? Oh, hey, I can. <laughs> like, While oh. he's doing that, I'll add mine in. Um, prayer is our way of communicating with God. Um, we get to praise him. We get to thank him, tell him how much we love him, um, express emotions and thoughts and desires. Um, and we just get to enjoy time in his presence while being in fellowship with him. Mm. That's solid, bro. And enjoy your Thursday. That'll be it, bro. <laughs> Definition of prayer. Play that outro. Exactly what's I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> A solemn request for help or expression of thanks addressed to God or an object of worship. So that last part is false. Thanks addressed to God. Wait, what? What part was false? Or an object of worship. Oh, to... Yeah. Not as an object of worship, not, but to any, like, uh, idol. Uh, okay. Oh. You gotta, you gotta go, like... I was thinking as an object. Worldly soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Not, like, praying to yeah. Jason. Yeah. So, Susanna, why... You, how you explained it was really, really good, but, but why do we do that? We do that to know God more and to get to spend time with him. Um, as he is someone we don't see, that's the great mystery of him is we don't see him though. We get to communicate with him and have that direct line. Mm -hmm. Um, and so getting to directly address him is furthering our walk because we get to know him more and enjoy his presence more. Good. Mm -hmm. All 100% true. I read Philippians one to our students this this previous week on Sunday under this idea that Paul would just much rather be in heaven. Paul would much rather just be with God. That is the far greater side of it. Amen to that. And, and so when we think about prayer and you go, hey, it, it helps us to know God more. If, if that is its sole purpose, then we can skip a lot of things. 
like we can just be like, Hey, let's just get to heaven. Um, because we know like, that's the, that's, that's the spiritual shot that I can take a lot of times is like that when we get there, then all of these things become ultimate. And so the, the prayer side of that, um, takes on a different form. And so on this planet, not, not just with the, the knowing God side of it, but wh- why do we need prayer here? Because I, I can't completely know God. I can't, can't see him. I'm not going to have the type of relationship with him now that I'm going to have in heaven. And so what, how do I take that practice of prayer and make it really earthly practical is, is my thought here, because this is the direction that I lean. And I'll give you the answers. I'm, I'm thinking out loud towards this question. Um, God is, God established the practice of prayer to provide for us a form of supernatural help. That is the only means that we will, that we are able to live out the gospel. Yeah. Um, that that's what I get from that. It helps us. Yes. You're 100% right. It helps us to know him. It helps us to, to understand him more. It's motivating in our relationship. Um, but the thing that is always going to distinguish a Christ follower from somebody in the world, um, is the work of the Holy spirit in our life. And the way that that happens is the invitation that we have to go, God, I like, I need your help, um, in this space. Um, because I think a question and I just skimmed through the questions on the question document. Hey, Zach, thanks for putting so much work into that. Um, (laughs) But one of the questions that comes here in just a second kind of undermines the no God side of only side of prayer to pushing it into a new space because of something that Jesus did. Why <clears throat> we, we've said it's important, but why do y'all think it's such a major part of, of our walk with Christ? Like this obviously is a spiritual development episode. Um, so it's obviously important. We've talked about um, biblical service. We've talked about reading your Bible. Why is prayer thrown into that same mix? I I think a lot of times with prayer is like, I, I look back as like when I was young and even like in college at times trying to figure out where where I was going with my life, what, I, what was I gonna be doing? I think a lot of times my prayer ended up me like seeking out my own will um, yeah. and being like, God, what do you want me to do? What do I need to do with this? Like, where, where are you calling me? And, and a lot of times, like those aren't bad questions to ask, but it was because I was seeking my own will. And I think through prayer, one of the cool things about it that we miss sometimes is that in prayer, we get to seek God's will. Yeah. Um, and, and then when we seek that and we, we get to be thankful, we get to praise him for that. We get to, we get to ask him for things. We, we get to do all these things like Susanna said. And I think when we begin to do those things, we then begin to align ourselves with God's will. Mm-hmm. Um, but prayer is just a really, really easy and I say easy. It, it's it's one of the easier ways that we've been given, like John said, is talk directly to Christ. And in that, um, rather than seeking our own will in the in those prayers, we get to seek out God's will. And then through everything that Susanna says, we eventually get to align ourselves with his will. That's good. I think uh I think one of the biggest questions that I get <clears throat> from from people about prayer is and I just typed this out so I wouldn't forget it. Um, why would we pray if two things are true? And I think everyone who is a believer would believe these are true. If, if God knows everything. Sure. And two, he's in control of everything. Sure. Why, why would we pray to him? Like at that point, it's like, he already knows my thoughts. He knows my emotions. Why, why would I go to him if he's in control and he knows everything already? Go ahead. I was gonna say Jesus did it. We do the things that Christ did, but but I I love just to flip that because that's the reason that I pray. 
because he's in control and because he knows everything. And so mm-hmm. why wouldn't I go to in, in my, I don't know how we connect this, like in the spots, a lot of times when I'm praying, I'm trying to follow this, this biblical order of, of mm-hmm. going to God and like being thankful and putting him in his right place and, and then yielding the result. All of those things are true. But a lot of times I'm going, Hey God, I don't know this. Here's a blind spot in my life. Here's a sin issue. Here's a struggle. Here's a sickness. I'm bringing things that are, that are so unknown to me. Um, because I'm in my sin and, and I mean, I, I even taught against this <clears throat> or taught towards this thought last Sunday morning with our, our graduating seniors that like, take everything to him, yeah. to pray all of the things to him. That's not my normal practice though. Often, like if I really think about it, I'm always going, Hey God, I don't know this. I don't understand this. I need your help in this space. And so I'm bringing him my blind spots. I'm bringing him the stuff that I just don't know. Mm. And the reason that I do that is because I go, he, you do. Yeah, you do and you control. And so I'm going to need help. Mm. Either you're going to have to bring peace in the spots that I just, it's darkness to me. You're going to have to, you have to help guide me through these spaces because I have blind spots and I have blind moments and I have weaknesses. And, and when I go to somebody who I know has the answers and who's greater than me, then I've put myself in my proper spot of going, you, not me, you have this, I'm going to give it to you and let you do with it what you want and be okay with the results of it. Yeah. That's solid. I feel like, I don't know. I I just get a lot of questions about this again, more so on the practical side of like, they, they understand the idea of it, like communication between you and the father. Um, and just like the fact that Jesus's death and resurrection provided that people, I feel like people understand that. Um, but my question like sort of to that and to your point is what, where's kind of the line of, and maybe there isn't a line. I hope there's not a line, um, but kind of bringing some clarity to where's the balance of recognizing God for who he is. Um, cause we talk about that a lot of giving, giving God credit for what he's doing. And I think you do that in prayer. Um, while also like, what's the balance between that and asking for things. And I think people, a lot of people wrestle with that. Um, cause either people are on the side of, um, like you said earlier T, like, Oh, I'm just asking for things and, and begging the Lord to do things, which isn't a bad, like a bad thing. But then you kind of feel like lose sight of, of who the Lord is when you just continue to ask and ask and ask and ask. And that's all you're doing. Um, I hope you're asking and asking and asking, but pairing it, pairing it sort of with placing God where he deserves to be. So where's, where's kind of the balance between that? I think there's a beauty in lots of prayer acronyms where a lot of it is praise. um, A lot of it is petitioning. And I think there's a beauty in the balance of putting God in his place, um, therefore humbling ourselves while we're praying, but also asking because that is something that he calls us to is to bring um, our worries, bring our troubles, bring our desires to him. Um, I can't remember the verse, but it's Something, something, and I will grant you the desires of your heart. I'm so sorry. It escapes me right now, but <laughs> John knows it, but, um, there's, there's a pretty balance. Now I think there's, there's a line to be drawn when we become more transactional and consumeristic with God. And we yeah. just almost use him as a vending machine, hmm. um, as just a provider of everything we want. And then we lose focus of who he is and who he is as a provider and a lover and a creator hmm. in our lives. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was going to take like from the practical sense, if like myself with any, any of you three are just like, I'm looking at John right now. 
But if, if I go, if we go to John, and every every conversation I have with John is me asking him for something. Yeah. Like, hey, John, can you do this for me? How, can you do Can you do the thing A, thing B, thing C, whatever? But I never go and A, spend time with John, B, do anything for John, and never like encourage him or uplift him in what he's doing. Like, how does that make John feel? Like John, John's gonna feel. I mean, basically, like Suzanne said, like a vending machine for me hmm. is is in no shape or form. One is like, why would John even want to help me? Um, thankfully, we have a God that loves us and always wants to help us. But it's like for like for that is like if if I was doing that, if that's all I did, if that, if that was my and John's relationship was me asking him for things over and over and over, and there was never encouragement, there was never um, service, any of that involved. Is like why why would John want to? And and like Susanna said, is I think. Uh, it is where you going with it. Um, it is. I really like the the vending machine like Good. analogy. That's yeah. it's spot on, exactly. and I think a lot of us treat it like that. Hmm. Yeah. I, I can't add to that. I'm, I'm, it's honestly really good. I'm pondering the vending machine aspect of it is such a good analogy. So just keep going, keep going. Yeah, I was I was gonna add on on top of that because it's really good, and I think something that kind of sparked in my head when you said that. I think it's honestly really huge in someone's walk with Christ when that vending mis- machine switches from I want this, like I want X, Y, and Z to I want what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like hmm. that's when it really shifts. Um, and when you start to beg the Lord for what he wants in your life, then everything else I seem like begins to fall into place. Relationships start to make sense and events happening in your life start to make sense. And they have more of a purpose than just like, oh, this hurts compared to, yeah, this hurts, but there's a purpose behind this hurt. Or, hmm. um, yes, this good thing <clears throat> happened, but it, it's pointing to something bigger. It's not about the creation. It's about the creator. Um, and that's that's sort of what sparked from my head in that. Um, so that's really, really good. That's a good analogy. Yeah, that, that's just the direction I was leaning is, is proper understanding of God and proper understanding of prayer. Um, and, and each of those are big. I, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. just be like, "Hey, figure God out and figure prayer out, and you're you're golden," um, because I'm still I'm still on that journey. This this is part of the, the bigness of the God that we worship. Like figuring Him out is not the thing, um, but getting yourself close to that space. And so we take verses like First Thessalonians five seventeen. This is pray without ceasing. Yeah. But a lot of times you miss five sixteen. This is rejoice mm-hmm. always. You get these two little. <laughs> here's a short verse, and here's a short verse. The rejoice always puts you into that prayer space, and your mm-hmm. your ability to rejoice is found in your understanding of the character and nature of God. And then when I understand God's heart, then it changes my approach to prayer, and the vending machine side of it begins to fade. I walk up to the vending machine and go, "Give me what what I need." Mm. Yeah. And like when we have a vending machine that says, I know exactly what you need. Uh, and we can trust, even though I look at it and go, that looks good, that looks good. Oh, I needed that. Mm. Um, and so that putting myself in a rejoicing space beforehand um, or putting myself in a space to understand the character and nature of God before I go to him in prayer. That's why we teach it that way. I mean, you, you mentioned the acronyms. That's why you approach him with thankfulness. You, think, you approach him with praise. You put God in his proper space before you begin to even ask for things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was, I'm pretty sure Susanna, when she was on last one, is talking about heart posture. Yep. Is I, I think when you start off with praise, it's like you were saying, is I think that the first thing, in order for you to praise someone, it's not necessarily like building, tearing yourself down to be less than them, but it's building someone up to be greater than you. And obviously the Lord is greater than us. And so when we begin by praising him, I think it puts our heart in a position um, of worship and praise and realizing like, hey, 
like God is so much more than we will ever be and we'll ever comprehend. And because of that, our heart posture is is changed from a place of selfish desire, desire into a, a place of humility. And in that is when we humble ourselves. And then we can move into like the, okay, hey, like what what do you want from me in this time, Lord? Where do you have me going? But it's because we've humbled ourselves. I think a lot of times it's, it's easy to go straight into prayer and ask these big questions. But then we go back and check our heart and our heart is looking inwards towards us mm-hmm. rather than outwards and upwards towards Christ. It is, I think, in that the praise kind of sets the standard for what the rest of that prayer and that, that conversation is going to look like is it, it humbles us before we do anything, um, before you ask for anything. Hmm. Honestly, really love First Thessalonians 5. I had a memorizer at one point, not the entire chapter. I'm not that good. Um, but 16 through 18. And I love, you, you brought up the first half of rejoice always, then it's pray without ceasing, ceasing, oh my word. Um, but then it, it goes on and says, give thanks in all circumstances. So I, I honestly get a picture of you rejoice, you make your request, and then you give thanks. So it's all no surrounded what. in this recognizing God for who he is and yep. what he's doing. Um, and so I really love that. And that kind of transitions into this of, of how casual versus more structured do you think prayer life should be? Because the term like, oh, just have a conversation with God, very <clears throat> casual. Um, he's just like a friend, which I think is biblical versus, you know, the people who are like A, B, C, D. This is the order you do it in. Um, what What's sort of the balance there? Friends? I think that we can be so good about trying to find a structure and a formula that we completely miss the intention behind why we're doing it. Um, and so one, of course, God is not a vending machine. He calls us his friend. Um, he's not just this religious being that just is completely far away from us that we have to say every single right thing to even approach his presence. Um, I think again, like there is a balance. Um, we should have a reverence towards God because of who he is. Um, when we approach him, um, meaning that it's probably not as casual as like ripped jeans and a wife beater, but probably a little more, sorry, that's a horrible example. <laughs> I, I just like, I was like, I'm trying yeah. to figure something casual. My mind went straight <laughs> to big shots last week. You didn't not say like anything bad. It was, it was funny. Awesome. Completely like, out of line casual, but also I feel like whenever we lean more towards that strict kind of structured prayer, we almost kind of wander into that legalistic, Mm -hmm. like, here's how we absolutely have to do this. Um, and so bring your prayers before God, bring your petitions, your thanks, um, your rejoicing. And, um, instead of trying to find like, how should I, or like, what words should I use Mm -hmm. instead? Just bring what's on your heart. He already knows what's on your heart. He just Mm -hmm. wants it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I was going to say is, I mean, I think that one of the most beautiful things about the church and the Christian body itself is how different each person is. Um, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. I think that's one of the, the coolest things about our college ministries. I can look across the crowd and out. I mean, everybody looks different. Everybody, there's some similarities amongst people, but there's a lot of differences. And that's a really, really cool thing. Hmm. And like is, is we, I think we, I don't know if we talked about some of the episodes, but we were talking, this, I mean, John you worked with some, some athletes in college and basically like there was a, like this little bitty lady who would eat like how many calories a day? 8,000. 8,000. Wow. But it's cause she ran an insane amount. Yeah, she's it's because she was, she exercised so much. She didn't really have to focus on her diet as much. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's people who don't exercise as much. So they really have to focus on their diet and they find this balance. And that balance looks different for every single person based off of their body type and what they're doing and 
how often they're working out, where they're eating all these things, is that balance looks different. And I go to this is I think in some shape or form is everybody should have a some a casual side. I say casual. It's a weird word. It's just a yeah. a daily interaction, like a mm-hmm. like I would like I would text you um, or text any of y'all, like that casual side of it. But then also like a hey, this is my time to sit down and really dig in and, and praise the Lord, repent, ask and yield, whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and go about, but I think there's a balance for everyone. Mm-hmm. Does that balance look the same? No, we're all different for a reason. And so I think it's finding that balance for you. Is there's there's been some times in my life where like the casual side of prayer, like that, just like consistent throughout the day, has been really really healthy. Yeah. And that that sh- like structured side of it had been less. But then there's times where like I had really struggled with the casual side. Mm-hmm. So I realized that I had to structure it to like put myself back in that position. And so I think at time, I think it changes for everyone. Yeah. I also think it's different. I think it's different for everyone based off of who you are and kind of where you are in that, that kind of stage of life. Yeah, I think that's a really I was I was literally thinking that because I almost this is a kind of a confession moment. I almost feel like guilty in a sense walking around campus and I'm just like speaking things on my heart to the Lord because at that point I feel like I'm not really giving him thanks for what he's doing like I'm just kind of dumping on on someone mm-hmm. um and so I think it's it's important I think there's like you said like there's two not two sides of it but I think you kind of need a little bit of both you need sort of this structured outline when you're struggling with prayer like yes give thanks make your request known to God, give him thanks again and do it over and over and over. Um, and then like, maybe, you know, you're just kind of in that mindset. Um, the Lord's been really kind in that and the more casual side just flows. Um, and so I think it's a really good point. Um, I kind of, this is kind of a funny question. I, I want to ask this. What are y'all's opinions just on, on, I know impact loves their prayer walls. Um, anytime they have, you know, it'd be a retreat <clears throat> or even like they did this fundraising thing that had prayer walls and I I honestly love them, but I want y'all's opinions on either how just effective they are for you guys, um, what's been most effective. I know we talked about the Echo Prayer app around here a lot. I love that one as well. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on them? We're, we're talking about like tools? Tools, yeah. So prayer lists. Okay, um, gotcha, gotcha. Prayer walls, apps. I'm with you. I think there's, this is almost um, a beauty of everybody's creativity, finding yeah. their own ways um, to pray, I personally love having just a long piece of butcher paper mm-hmm. just on my door that I can just write things. Um, I also love the Echo app. I think it really is just comes down to what you prefer and how creative you want to get with it. Yeah. There, there are so many ways to do all these things. I mean, is, I mean, you go look at it. You're building something. Is you, you can use a hammer and nails. You can use a nail gun. You can use, uh, you can use a screw and a screwdriver. That'd be miserably painful. Um, you can use a screw. And there are so many different ways for you to build that building. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really, really cool. And just like this is there are so many unique tools that we have to kind of put our heart in that position and put our hearts in a prayer and like being an impact, being a prayer team trainer is like, I've, I've seen those walls and they're really, really cool. I've seen that people just like, like we had, a, I had a guy in my tent who just like wrote them down on a, in a notebook. Mm-hmm. and just journal and like that was really really healthy for him yeah is i look back because that's what i did it's like i i love my partner krista i'm not very creative and y'all know that um and, and so our He's not i'm not <laughs> our our piece of butcher paper is i don't know if i put anything on it because i didn't want to mess it up yeah so i just wrote everything in a journal and like that's okay like that was my tool for that those yep. couple of days i was in the prayer room or whatever it is but i think it looks different for for everyone i think they're really healthy to find something that works for you is like I got this from John, but it's like on, on people's birthdays, those that like I'm close with and mean a lot to me is 
at that time during the day and a like an alarm or reminder goes off of my yeah. phone um, to pray for them is like, I'm probably pulled up. There's probably someone that's already gone off, but it's like, it's easy. Like at, so at, at this, this time it's like, this is so-and-so's birthday, mm-hmm. five sixteen. Scotty, like pray, pray for Scotty. That's Scotty's birthday. And so I can stop yeah. in that moment and pray um, for them. It is a, it's a really busy, like five minutes right there. Cause five fifteen, five sixteen, five nineteen for my family. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's a, it's a very it's simple way. Up. It's there's so many different tools to do it. And I don't think there's one that's just like greater than the other. What works for you? Hmm. I, there, there's so much beauty in that too. And I love mm-hmm. that the Lord gives us freedom within that mm-hmm. um, because he's made us uniquely. And I think he knew that and he provided all these tools and creativity uh, for people to be able to, to reach him and to communicate with him through prayer. Um, my last question for you guys, um, and this may take a while and that's okay. Hello. Here we go. <laughs> um, I've definitely walked through seasons in my life um, where prayer life has been somewhat taken a back seat. And so the question basically is, is how, how can someone almost bring in a sense new life into their, or a new sort of energy into their prayer mm. life? It's, it's almost the new year. Um, mm-hmm. And so why not think about maybe for the next two weeks, speaking out loud here, which is how you normally speak is out loud, but that's what I'm doing, thinking out loud. Um, Maybe for the next two weeks go, okay, my prayer life is is stale. It's stagnant. I I don't feel Mm -hmm. great about it. You're answering that question. What have I been doing? Take those things that you've been doing and just flip them. Um, because there's, there, there's a few practices that are, that we see that Jesus modeled that are echoed throughout scripture. There are things that you should probably just grab a hold of and, Mm. and, and apply to your prayer life, but they're not, um, 100% prescriptive on just like how you function. And so some people, uh, for me, grabbing a pen and a piece of paper and just writing things down is not my, my first instinct. Your MO. Yeah. It uh, just not something that I enjoy. Um, but, but the practice of journaling, especially in, uh, in the area of prayer it is so life-giving to me. Mm. And I didn't, that's not what I would have thought, but in taking a step back and looking at my prayer life and going, Hey, it, it feels this way. What can I shift? Mm. Well, I've heard this has been effective with people. Why don't I try it? And to see that come alive in, in my life has been, um, it's, it's pretty unique just because then I can apply it to other things too, to go, I was wired this way and I was thinking this about myself. And so I practiced it this way and it wasn't very good. So then I took up this, this practice and now it is new. It's brought about new life. Mm. And so for the next two weeks go, this is how it's, I've struggled starting January one, it's a new year. I'm going to just do this. I'm going to commit to this and see, see what happens. Keeping your prayer life fresh, grabbing ideas from other people, flipping how you do some of these things, um, can, it does just brings new life into those spaces. And so we've already highlighted, there's not a prescription completely clear for this. Try something new. That's it. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think I, I always lean towards like, what can I do that God's going to look at? And when I get to heaven, he's going to make fun of me for it. Mm. Not in, not in the like, yeah. you're an idiot, but bro, I can't believe you tried that. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just because I want to stir his heart in that way for him to go, he's trying, he, he's trying to, yeah. to get my attention. He's trying to bring some sort of freshness to this. He's doing all these things. And I love that. Yeah. Watch me stir this. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my direction on those. It's really good. Yeah. I would say two things that really helped, um, initiate, um, just kind of a freshness in my prayer life were two things, um, bringing a friend into it or bringing part or people in my community into it. And then 
again, finding creative ways to do it. Um, sometimes that means putting up a big piece of butcher paper, or that means um, putting reminders on my mirror. My mom used to write growing up, I'm um, an expo marker would write on my mirror, um, oh. verses or things that we've been praying <laughs> together as a family. It was yeah. so sweet. It was, she still does it every now and then. Um, a good one though. But she would do that. Um, and that would just spark that. Oh, like we're praying for this. And this is something we're continually praying for. And then also inviting my community into it. One of this is a high, high recommendation from me, but one of the people who I invited into was Tiffany Davis. She's one who is just a fierce warrior in our kingdom. Um, and she was one who I would pull aside and say, Hey, like this is where I'm lacking. Um, and she, while prayer fosters an intimate, um, just time with God, um, <laughs> she was able to one pray with me, pray for me, and then, um, hold me accountable and say, Hey, what have you prayed for today? Where has your heart been? Um, and that was something that I got to lean on a little bit as a crutch, but then because that practice came back, I was able to continually mm. um, just grow that prayer life because of inviting community and accountability in. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't know why my mind went here when John, <laughs> John said modeling and I, Uh Oh, I started like this. Not yet. Sorry. Started thinking of Play-Doh. Play-Doh? Play-Doh. Oh, yeah. yeah you heard me. You got her. I think yeah. I'm allergic to that I don't, stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't know why my mind went there. But I like, and and, and this is this is probably funny, but my mind, my mind went there. Play-Doh is like, I remember as a kid, like at times you go and you just have like the, we do like a game nights with friends and like one of them be like the modeling thing where you get this thing and you have to like model thing like a star and you'd make a star with the Play-Doh and they had the guests or whatever. But I remember it's like, you always had to find a good Play-Doh that was like actually moldable and easy to use. And, but then you'd always have the one that's like dried out. I didn't oh, know yeah. this, but my mom would like, if she, if there was one that was dried out, she would like add water to it and then like let it sit. And then like basically start like rubbing around and it would like go back to normal. It was wild. So it was like, it's like a magic trick. Um, <laughs> like a magic trick. Yeah. <laughs> it was impressive. So where I'm going with this is like there, there's been times in my, like my, my prayer life where I've been, where it's been healthy, but there's also some been some times where it's like dried out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and times that I've needed to add that water in. What does that water look like? I don't know. Um, I, I've said it multiple times on this podcast. It's going to be different for every single person. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, both of them answer different ways. I've answered a different way is, is when, when you get to this kind of like dry and stale times in your prayer life. And I, I wish it didn't happen, but it'll probably happen in, in some point in your walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like, what is that water going to be for you? It's like, what are you going to need to add to, to your daily schedule, to what you're doing in your prayer life, in your quiet times, that's going to help you and refocus you back into prayer because it is so healthy. Um, <clears throat> we, we can't deny the, the health that is prayer mm. for us. And so it's just finding what it is for you. And, and there's so many ways. I don't actually, I was going to say there's no wrong ways. There's probably some wrong sure. ways. Yeah. Um, but there, there's so many different ways that aren't wrong that, that can work for you that may not work for someone else. Hmm. Mm. Let me lean into the, the pastoral side of, of this a little bit, because I, I had this thought that was said, um, I think by Susanna that kind of stirred this, the, we didn't start this conversation one. And so I, I need to say that out loud, like our response in prayer is not a conversation that you started. Your response in prayer is a conversation yeah. that God has already spoken through his word and he's been stirring you and then you come back to him. So he's the, he's the initiator of this conversation from long ago. 
So putting ourselves into that position, and then if you combine it with my prayer life just doesn't feel, it, it isn't going well, if, like I feel dry kind of things, God is all about this practice. Hmm. And, and in seasons where you aren't, where prayer just doesn't feel great, I don't know any other way really to say that, where you just feel like you're in a, in a desert land as far as prayer-wise, it's not an issue with the Father. Hmm. And so, and so taking that and going, he started the conversation and he's initiated and he desires these things and he's about them and he wants to bless them. And I'm in a dry space. Then this is probably a me thing, not a him thing. Hmm. Um, and, yeah. and I'm not going to be able to tell you the exact day when this was, but TA dropped a, a bomb of a message at breakaway, uh, last year, probably around this time that, that was really just this combination about what prayer looks like in our life and how all throughout scripture it's combined with fasting. No, I'm not saying that every time you're praying to start fasting. What I am saying is, though, is that our our posture towards it is so unbelievably important. Mm-hmm. And if if you're if you're going through a season where you're experiencing that, then maybe you need to be like, "Hey, I'm going to fast." And I'm all, always lean towards the food side of fast things, but maybe there's something else that just constantly grabs your attention, and you go, "Hey, for a day, I'm just going to start with a day." TikTok. I'm going to get rid of this and I'm just going to I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to make myself available to Him. And and in that, because of the promises that we see in scripture because of God's heart, because he initiated the conversation, I think he's going to stir those things in you in a different way. And so if you're struggling in that space, hear me, it's, it's so unbelievably worth it for you to um, grow in the practice of prayer and for your affections to be stirred for the practice of prayer that you should do whatever it takes to make that conversation right. Um, and battle for it. We've been talking about this for like, like that's a, that's a make war kind of thing. That's yeah. Paul. He's like, would you strive beside me? Would you make war in prayer as I do these things? Because it is, it's, it's a battle that's worth fighting, mm. but in your dryness, that's not God removing himself from you. Cause this is a practice that he is all about. Amen to that one. I, I'm going to say this before we conclude. And if I throw this on a leader who doesn't want it, then I don't know if we should have them in leadership. That's going to that's be a shot. Okay. But if you are wrestling with any of these things, and obviously you're about to head into break, shoot your leader a text, shoot one of us a text, um, and we would love, honestly, to add add a prayer request on our end to be praying for you. And mm-hmm. I, I want to point to that because the whole inviting other people in, when people pray for you about your own prayer life, there is so much power in that. Mm. Um, and so don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I think I think the Lord works through that, and so, and that's my charge to you guys. Um, another charge is is what's your water to to reinvite the Lord into your prayer life. I think that's what you said. What's your yeah. water? Um, but we'll see you guys back next week, not for a special guest, but for another theological episode. December twenty second, I think it is. Nailed it, yes, sir. All the dates are down. It's great, awesome. We'll see you guys next week.